Hello everyone, Madeline Dell here with The Chapter Goddess, and I've got a fantastic author for you guys to meet today. We're going to chat about her book and her work and life and anything else that comes up. So let me bring her in and let her introduce herself. So go ahead and take it away. Hi, uh, my name is Tiffany Nicole Terry. My friends call me TNT, and you can find me at tntauthor.com. I am a writer, a mother, a stepmother, a recent new wife, um, and yeah, my life is full of chaos. So <laughs> I feel that it's, I feel like anything revolving being in parenthood is chaotic at times, and it just mm -hmm. like, ebbs and flows it's some days it's good some days it's not just yeah so so let's talk about your book and it is kingdom of men the sister world's book one right yes yeah so the trilogy is actually complete and it is available in full so it's the sister world's trilogy it is a young adult fantasy and the first book is Kingdom of Men, where we um, get to hang out with Kalia. She does a lot of self-discovery and rescuing. Uh, book two is Kingdom of Machines, where we get to meet Electra, who is on a sister world to the first world in the first book. And she is also trying to save her world. And she's just a very passionate character, very dynamic. Um, and then our final book is Kingdom of Monsters. And it's where uh, we kind of get to know the princess queen a little bit more. And um, it's really the, the whole trilogy kind of revolves around these three young women and discovering who they are, uh, what they care about as they try to save their sister worlds from the men, the machines, and the monsters that are trying to tear it all down. Ooh, that is intense. I love it. <laughs> so these guys are, are these technically these girls, they're strong female characters. They're going to come in and kick butt, right? Yes, yes. Um, and I try to get really, you know, th their characters and as you meet them and as their lives and stories kind of unfold. Um, each of them have very specific kind of traumatic events that have happened in their lives. And so it's really about how these characters overcome the traumatic events. And I'm very passionate about that. Um, and I wanted to, you know, this was like a labor of love because I really wanted to get this uh, trilogy out there for young girls and young women who may be experiencing some sort of tra trauma in their lives mm -hmm. and um, you know whether that's abuse, narcissism, um, just a toxic family in general, toxic relationships and then I wanted to show you know how these characters overcome things like they're very aware of what they've experienced and they're very aware of the decisions that they're making and then I have them kind of work out how to make better decisions um, as they kind of grow up through the stories. Sweet. So is the trauma different for each one of them that they experience? It is. Yeah, it is a bit. So the first one is, um, you know, more of what you might call like daddy issues, father issues. The second one is more kind of around uh, mother 
issues and struggles with the mother as a parent. Um, and then the, the third one is kind of, kind of all general toxic family and how you kind of redefine and find your own family and your yeah. own, you know, these women kind of come become like sisters, um, which is, and the, the two worlds that they both, you know, or that they all three live on separately. Um, the worlds themselves were originally one planet that was split in half. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's, it's a very like similar, like I've just stuck with that theme of sisters throughout yeah. and, and helping people kind of um, learn how to find the right people around them mm-hmm. and, and how to lift each other up in, in times of, of struggle. I really like that. And I like that you bring in the focus of families, not always blood family, like that you can have your family and others too. That's, mm-hmm. that's something I've grown up with that I love and I love to see that mm-hmm. in others because you can't choose who your actual family is, mm-hmm. but you can choose those you want to consider family. Yes. If that makes sense. So I really like that that topic is in there. And I like that you're bringing light onto these subjects that these women are struggling with because mm-hmm. that's, there isn't enough focus on that in this world honestly no, it no. gets pushed out of the way like oh we're just gonna <laughs> ignore you guys no yeah. it's done we're done doing that <laughs> you know I, I find that there is a lot uh there are a lot of books and there's a lot of readers who really enjoy like a bully romance or they enjoy you know these very dark dangerous um, borderline narcissistic abusive type men that the that the women go for in these books and I think that's that's fine if that's what you enjoy and it's fine if you haven't had that toxic exposure and that trauma in your life um, but I, I just haven't seen a lot of books out there who are you know the characters are more uh, developed on okay I've had this traumatic life experience and I've had these bad relationships with family members. Um, so I'm going to go date the bad boy. Like, no, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not healthy. And then you, you get into patterns of toxic abuse, you know, for years. And so I never grew up seeing good role models and reading good role models. Like there was never any book that said, Hey, here's a, here's a toxic handsome man. And here's a non-toxic handsome man <laughs> you know the, the characters always go for the the toxic dangerous one right so it's like you know i'm gonna write i'm gonna write books where we choose the good men <laughs> over the toxic option and specifically for those young women who may be looking for that type of guidance and and i want it to to click as they're reading it i want them to say oh i've seen this dark guy mm-hmm. this this sounds like my dad or this sounds like my boyfriend or this sounds like, you know, the guy I've got a crush on or whatever. I want them to see the other one and say, Oh, better choices. I now connect these dots, you know, cause maybe I, I'm not allowed to go to therapy. Maybe I just don't have the right support system. And so even though they are fantasy, there is fighting the worlds um, were once inhabited by dragons and the dragon spirits actually kind of poke at my main character and kind of haunt her because they want her to finish a war that they started, you know, before they went extinct. And so like, there's a lot of that and there's a lot of 
worlds, world building. One is, one is a traditional castle kingdom type world and the other world is advanced and it's kind of post-apocalyptic and just everything's being destroyed, right? And then we bring it all together. Uh, so ton of elements, but I've also got this, this thing, this underlying theme that I'm super passionate about um, that I, that I really want to get out there for, for readers who need it. Yeah. And honestly, I was chatting with somebody about this topic the other day, using fictional stories to get things across that you want people to learn. I think the story yeah. I was chatting with him about was a science story. Like it was all like some kind of virus comes in and affects everybody, infects them and he's got to stop it and stuff. But it was just, he tied in real scientific facts with his story and you're doing this basically like the same thing to get this message across to your readers. And mm -hmm. that's awesome. And I love seeing that in authors because that's the best way we know how to teach people things really. Yeah. And it sticks mm -hmm. when you read it like that. Yes. That's, that's my hope. <laughs> so I feel like I've, um, you know, these are, these are books I've wanted to write for a while and, and uh, I went through my own toxic life experience and divorce and, you know, I was a single mom for many years and, and it was finally like, okay, well, I need to have a purpose for writing these books and not just because I want to tell a story, but what's the message? What's, what's my purpose and passion and what have I learned from my experience now that I, I had to almost like kind of hit bottom in order to grow and learn and come out of it? How can I put that into my story in a way that really motivates me to, to finally finish the trilogy and get that out there? And, um, you know, if, if it helps one girl, then, then that's, that's what I, what I want to do. Because it still makes a difference in that one person's life. One is better than none. So yes, that's, that's exactly. always been my saying for pretty much anything. This topic's a little more serious than what some of the times I've used it, obviously. But so you talked about the purpose, that being your purpose. What inspired you to bring your purpose to life with this collection of stories? What inspired me? Um, I mean, I think it's just something that I always wanted to do. And um it was just a lot of self-discovery and healing. And I've, you know, I've, I've always written um, my career as communications. So I've like, I've always been a professional writer. Um, and I found myself after my divorce, I was journaling over a hundred thousand words a year. And I just thought, well, if, if I can do, that I can write a book like, that's yeah. the same as the same amount. And so I kind of gave myself three years to write my books. And I really took, you know, my, my two years of journaling through and my therapy and kind of getting through the trauma. Um, I pulled lessons out specifically mm -hmm. and then put them into my characters experiences as I was writing. So it was just another, layer to my healing and um you know it's like now now that I'm done like I, I truly feel like I've I've healed I've overcome uh these things and once I did that uh everything started falling into place for me in my life and it was almost like magic and I was just I was having happy hour with a girlfriend of mine this week and 
you know, and she was kind of talking about a dream of hers. She felt like she couldn't accomplish this dream unless if she had a, a man in her life. And I said, well, from my experience, because <laughs> the dream was to have a baby. Yeah. And I was like, well, from my experience, if you pursue your dream, the man will just appear. <laughs> like your partner, like your, if you really, you know, just you go after what you want to go after and everything else falls into place. But if you go out into that world hungry for a dream and you need someone else in order to complete that dream for you, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so for me, I needed to accomplish my dreams so the rest of my life could fall back into place and I could really grow and, and kind of kind of close close the book, you know, and, and move yeah. on. That is awesome. It's really hard to follow that up with like a good question because you've shared so much about it. And I love that this passion and everything has grown in you with this book because like sitting here talking with you about it, even though it's been like a short time, I, it's, I feel this deep like calmness and I feel like that's the vibe you have going on from finishing this work. And that's good. That's a very good thing. So um, you said, mentioned that there were different worlds, the differences between them. How did you keep that organized when you were working on developing the stories? Yeah, you know, I, I, I follow a lot of writers, authors, um, and, you know, there's all these different programs like Scrivener and things like that. I'm, I'm so old school, Microsoft, though. It was so, like, I'm trying to get into Scrivener and I just... I can't, like my brain just wants to go back to my OneNote and my folders where I keep different, you know, character sketches and um, my outline in Word and then my chapters in Word. And um, I, I love whiteboards. So I will like whiteboard out, you know, as I'm trying to brainstorm stuff, but Really, I just kind of have a basic outline that I start from and then I fill in the blanks. And, um, you know, the worlds were, were definitely developed over time and I just had different uh, places within OneNote to kind of remind me of, you know, how this operates and how that operates. What are the names of my creatures that I created and what do they look like? And just kind of organize it all over there. Um, but the idea kind of came about where, you know, thinking about how different people are and our values are very different. And then I thought, okay, well, you've got kind of the traditional value camp, and then you have a very kind of technologically evolved value camp, right? So you've got the parents that say, I will never give my kid a tablet. And then you've got the parents who are like, my kids have tablets from the time they're walking, right? So I just kind of looked at the the different perspectives of people and I'm like, well, what if you have literally two different planets that are divided? Like, what if you could just divide all of this mindset apart, split physically, what would that look like? And then what would those two worlds look like if one never advanced and then one advanced almost to the part, point of its own destruction? Wow. Like that is, that's a huge like split I and I like it. I like it. That is, <laughs> that. I, it does seem like a lot to keep up with, especially where you mentioned the 
different beasts and animals and stuff came in but I like how you organize that I too use word for a lot of stuff still yeah I just can't like I the <laughs> different thing I'll use like google docs for stuff but it's very similar to word too so I'm like, yeah yeah I'm just gonna stick with what I know because I get headaches trying to like teach myself new stuff when my child's running circles screaming in the background I'm just like no yeah. we'll just mess with this later and try to get it to work so yeah it's like I'd rather be outlining and working on it than trying to figure out how to outline something in a new software right? and how to do it it's like I mean I think that's great but mm -hmm. I'm I'm a full-time manager I manage a creative team I um have four kids now yeah like, overnight right went from two to four um two dogs and it just a, a, a house to manage right so it's yeah it's like, a where, lot. Am gonna, where am I gonna find the time to also teach myself how to use a new software uh, while I'm I am with you because I'm like <laughs> my desk I got I went through this phase where I organized everything and now it's just cluttered again because I haven't been able to keep it up I'm just like okay like because as a parent in it's just, it's a lot. You have full job with just the kids in general on top of managing the house. Then you have other work and then you want to try to squeeze and writing in there. And it's like, there's a tiny space in that little jar yes. of stuff. Yes. It's like, okay, I'm going to take it. Yes, I'll be tired, <laughs> but it's worth it. And which in yeah. your case, it was very worth it because it's brought you peace. And like, like you said, it's okay. like you've clo ended, closed the book on a big mm -hmm. chapter of your life and to oh, embrace something new. Sorry, I stuttered trying to get that out. It's like <laughs> my brain's moving faster than my words, but which is, I have to ask to the covers. Now, did you have, I've only got Kingdom of Men in front of me on my other screen. Are they all similar to that cover? Like, did you which, have one person? It's the one yeah. it's got like a dragon wing and the hilt of a sword. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I actually, the first time I published, um, them I used one designer and they all had my female characters on the front mm -hmm. um and, and I do I really I liked those covers and then through some of the research that I've been doing I've been getting a lot of feedback that people readers don't like to see people on the covers so I thought okay well let's since I'm about to kind of you know re-release these all together let me get a new designer. So I got a new designer and I did um, options without people on, on the covers. And so that's where uh, those came from. And yes, they all do three look like similar stylistically, but they've got their, the different colored wings and the different kind of, uh, you know, weapon, if you will. So the first is the sword because we're in the traditional world. Um, the second book is guns. It, they're kind of like steampunk looking guns. Yeah. Because we're in the, the post-apocalyptic kind of steampunk world. And then the third one is the crown because that is a weapon in and of itself, yeah. right? When you are the ruler of a country. So, yeah. And then the, the wings symbolize uh, the dragon spirits that mm -hmm. are kind of... Um, kind of the puppet masters behind the scenes. I like that. And it's so strange how things with covers have shifted from people wanting the picture of a person on the cover to not. And I, I made that mistake. Like when I first published my stuff, I put 
people on the cover and they didn't they didn't want it as much but then yeah. when i took it off and just did like a symbolism kind of thing like what you uh -huh. have going on with the swords and stuff it it did better and it's just so mind-boggling because i tie romance into mine and a lot of romance oh, yeah. covers they have you know like the male torso or whatever and stuff and i'm like yeah can't, can't do yeah. it, can't do it. <laughs> so, like you don't have the face but it's still a person yeah so interesting that it's just shifted like that so what was your biggest struggle in writing these stories biggest struggle in writing um I think, I think the biggest, you know, the challenge for a, a lot of uh, writers is, okay, we know we have to put our people in trouble, like in distress, into a problem, but then we have to solve it. <laughs> like, then we have to get them out of it. Um, and it, so the, I think that getting them out of the trouble sometimes was, was the trickiest part. Um, you know, for, for example, um, in there's a, you know, the, the, the struggle of having a traditional world and an advanced world is one's got bigger weapons than the other. Mm -hmm. So the other planet wants to invade the one with swords. How am I supposed to, you know, have that be a good outcome and that they don't just get slaughtered, right? Yeah. Whenever the, when the planet with the guns shows up, um how 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 do the good guys win yeah you know. and so it. that solving that problem in the third book of the trilogy was probably the big because i lead up to it all throughout and then once yeah. i get there it's like okay well how do i actually you know yeah. <laughs> save this that is <laughs> that is I save the planet it is like a tricky <laughs> tricky question so and hopefully viewers reader like listeners if y'all read the books you'll find out how it, it comes together smoothly so we're, yes. we're not going to discuss how it does even though yeah. i'm curious i too will have to read the book <laughs> yes no spoiler spoiler alert or yeah spoiler but um i will say it is a happy ending i yeah. know some people are always super nervous about that um it is a happy ending. I I loved writing the ending and it like I even brought myself to tears writing the ending, right? Aww. It's just all about that sisterly love and yeah. the relationships that we choose, the healthy relationships that we choose and um all coming together in the end to support. I'm I'm super I mean I've been a woman in the male dominated corporate space since I was 22, you know, yeah. so for me, I've always been such a big believer in women need to support women mm -hmm. and, um, you know, not be fighting each other for what we think is the only seat at the table for one woman. Yeah. Like, nope, pull up a chair. Make yeah. Space. Make more spaces. There's, there's yes. more space for more women at that table and we need to help each other and not hurt each other. <laughs> yes. Build each other up, make more space. Let's mm -hmm. let's take back our our spots in society. So I, yes. I feel you on that because it is it's a fight like to get equal spotting like sitting room at the table with any job with any company. It's a mm -hmm. fight for us, and mm -hmm. I won't I'll, I won't get on that soapbox. I'm one hundred percent with you on that, and it's it's a tough world for us for us in general. And yes, 
I'm glad that you bring light to strong females in your books because that will help build others up to take that spot at the table. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So a question I like to ask all creatives that I chat with is what do you do for self-care? Yeah, I, I saw that uh, in your questionnaire. <laughs> Did I answer that? Self-care. What is that? Um, yeah, that self-care has always been a problem for me. I've been like a codependent for a majority of my life. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of self-care has always seemed very selfish and, you know, like I'm not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I need to be doing all of these other things, um, especially as a parent, especially as a single parent for years. Um, you know, so if I make time to sit down and write, I think that's self-care. If I sit down and watch something on Netflix, I think that's self-care. And even just sitting and taking a bath, you know, some bath bombs, light some candles, listen to some music and relax. Like that, that for me is is self-care. It's, it's probably more rare (laughs) that, that I get that time to do that. But, um, I think, I think it's important and, um, and just whatever de-stress is like, I, I went through this phase where I was super, super anxious and, um, just really worked hard. And so I did prioritize going to the gym and I'm not, not an athletic person at all. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just, I, I made my goal being stronger because I realized I was so unhealthy that if someone came up to snatch one of my babies, I wouldn't be able to get them back. Like physically I was falling apart. And so I started to make time instead of like having a goal of, I want to go lose weight, mm-hmm. you know, or I want to look better in a swimsuit. Like that wasn't my goal. It was, I need to get stronger so I can take care of my kids. I like that. That is a very good goal and a much better goal than those two you mentioned. So. Yeah. It, it helped motivate me more, you know, and, yeah. and then that became a bit of a self-care routine as well. That's good. Cause those are great self-care methods and anything to help you de-stress period is like perfect for self-care because mm-hmm. there's way too much stress in this world. I feel like the whole world is just getting more stressed as time moves forward, which is insane yeah. because I'm like, how do we like turn the time back to where we don't have the stress, not necessarily go back in time because there were a ton of problems back then too, but yeah. like turn back to where we're not as stressed and we can relax more because like you yeah. mentioned, I have an issue relaxing myself because I feel mm-hmm. like I constantly need to be doing something. Yeah. Like there's always something that needs to be done. And just turning that off is the hardest thing in the world. So, yeah. And just sitting in the bath, just having a moment, a couple moments to myself where my child is not pestering me to play with me or play with me <laughs> or something. It's just, yeah. you need that time. So, so need that time. Yeah. I think it's good to, rem- you know, for moms to remind themselves Um, to put their oxygen mask on first. Yes. And I even had like a a therapist tell me, you know, if you are starving, don't make your child food first, make yourself food first and be okay with that because 
you're not going to feed your child as well if you are starving. Yeah. So it was just a very like aha moment, you know, because my firstborn was very demanding. <laughs> so as an infant, like you couldn't put her down for two seconds yeah. without her losing it. Right. And, and I was getting very stressed and it was making me angry yes. and like just short tempered. And because I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating as well. And I was just constant taking care of taking care of taking care. And she, and, and she sort of, you know, therapist gave me a slap. I was like, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. If you are struggling. Hard, hard lesson to learn. Cause I had to learn that same thing. And, yeah. and it's still like, I have to have that reminder over and over again at times, take care of yourself so you can take care of them. So, mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that is a good note to end on. So <laughs> Tiffany, go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you and your work. Yeah, I think the best, easiest way to get to everything is going to tntauthor.com. And that TNT is for Tiffany Nicole Terry. They've always been my initials. That's what my friends still call me. So they've always called me. So um, tntauthor.com and you'll get links to the books out on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, and, and then, of course, you could probably Google search and find me. But you can find me through Facebook and Instagram. And I've even started doing TikTok, oh, which is weird for me. It's weird to put myself out there. Yes, <laughs> it is. TikTok is weird. I actually quit using it, but I might go back to it. I don't know. It's just like a yeah. up in the air thing. So, <laughs> But thank you so much for hanging out with us on the book chat today. Yeah, thank you, Maddie. It was great to meet you.